my name is Tititip Tibia Montri. I'm from University of Sherbrooke, uh, Quebec, Canada. I'm a postdoc student and uh, I'm here in the radiation research meeting and I would like to interview Dr. Si Jun Mon Kunjashan. Hi, could you please tell us a little bit about your research? Sure. Um, so my name is Sijimon Kunjachan, and I work at uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital at Harvard Medical School. I work on um, nanoparticles for radiation therapy. Um, my main project is focusing on understanding the potential of nanoparticles to induce um, tumor vascular disruption followed by radiation therapy. And uh, this is a very new area of research, and it's completely different from the conventional way of treating with nanoparticles, okay. where nanoparticles are used to target the tumor cells first and irradiation is applied onto them. Okay. There are several barriers which stop nanoparticles from reaching the tumor cells in certain cancers. For example, in pancreatic adenocarcinoma, we have a dense stromal matrix which restricts the flow of nanoparticles from blood vasculature to the tumor cells. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, um, it's very difficult to target the tumor cells. Therefore, we adopt a new technique where we can use nanoparticles to localize them on tumor vascular walls and then use radiation to damage the tumor vessels. That's the main focus of my current research. Perfect. And can you tell a little bit about challenging of doing this research? I know it's a very challenging to work with nanoparticles and other stuff. Right. Um, so nanoparticles per se have several disadvantages. Um, when compared to other chemical molecules. Mm -hmm. uh, primarily, uh, nanoparticles are taken up by macrophages mm -hmm. soon after injecting into the mice. Okay. Uh, this is partly because of the opsonization process that happens. Right. Uh, to prevent this, we have to make sure that the nanoparticles that we synthesize have hydrophilic coating on them, mm -hmm. which can avoid the nanoparticles being recognized by the macrophages, and it can go to the tumor in large quantities. Mm -hmm. And localizing them at tumor endothelial surface is a bit more difficult because mm -hmm. we have to have a peptide on the surface of the nanoparticles. Yes. And we should make sure that they are stable in the bloodstream um, so that we can like, find out a point where maximum number of nanoparticles accumulate in the blood vessel mm -hmm. and we can induce radiation to cause a damage to the vasculature. Mm -hmm. And what about the size of nanoparticles that uh, you use? The size is very critical. Mm -hmm. Um, primarily because, like I previously said, um, bigger size nanoparticles are heavily taken up by macrophages. Yes. Um, a size dimensions of less than five nanometer. In my case, I'm using one to two nanometers. Uh, these are very good in, in, in the sense that these are less recognized by the circulating macrophages, yes. and they're likely to end up in the tumor uh, well. And secondly, um, size also decides mm -hmm. where and how much it can diffuse through smaller blood vessels like mm -hmm. microvasculature, yes. which are critical parameters in radiation because radiation has a, has a major impact on tumor microvasculature. Very nice. And once you observe your results, mm -hmm. and it's very interesting results, I have seen that, mm -hmm. how you translate your results into other fields, such as like in radiation research, in clinical radiotherapy? Can you please uh, tell us about that? Right. So in the clinics, uh, we usually use chemical vascular disrupting agents. Mm. Um, one of the main disadvantage of clinical vascular disrupting agents is that it distributes everywhere in the body. Mm -hmm. It can affect all visceral organs starting from liver, spleen, kidney, and so on. Yes. There's no control over where it goes. Yes. Wherever blood flows, it's these cold. chemical vascular mm -hmm. disrupting agents goes. 
Um, the advantage with nanoparticles is that we can regulate and modulate its accumulation specifically in the tumor. Targeting only in the tumor. Only in the tumor. Yes. And let's say if some amount of it goes to the liver, mm -hmm. but since the radiation is target specific, mm -hmm. it doesn't activate the nanoparticles which are in the liver, which means this is kind of a dual targeting system mm -hmm. where nanoparticles are specifically activated on the tumor mm -hmm. and it can induce uh, a therapeutic efficacy. In translational, when we think about the translational part of mm -hmm. it, uh, biocompatibility is a main issue. Yes. We have to make sure that these nanoparticles are not toxic per se. And um, previous research have already shown that nanoparticles, particularly gold, doesn't have a biological That's activity. Right. It's more or less inert. And in, in the moderate quantities that we use, it's fairly good mm -hmm. in terms of its toxicity. Okay. And it, it doesn't uh, cause any um, adverse reactions as such. And recent studies also show that gold nanoparticles eventually gets cleared out of the body and, and there's much less um, accumulating in other organs, mm -hmm. but this happens over time. Mm -hmm. So from a clinical perspective, this is actually very good. If we, act, if we can have a nanoparticle in the tumor, mm -hmm. induce a damage, mm -hmm. making sure that the rest of the organs are protected, mm -hmm. and um, the, the contrast agent, which is the nanoparticles here, if they are cleared out of the, the body per se, these are very good because it, it is less toxic mm -hmm. and it is high therapeutic efficacy. So that's the main uh, idea behind it. So the, my work focused on using a, a small animal radiation platform, yes. uh, using a low ener energy beam and try to look into the, the concept of vascular disruption. Okay. And we, we actually did that and showed that. So one of the posters which I presented Mm -hmm. uh, for this conference is, is about tumor vascular disruption. Okay. We clearly showed for the first time that tumor vascular disruption can be induced if we use nanoparticles in optimum amounts mm -hmm. and localize them to the tumor endothelial walls and yes. use radiation. Um, from a clinical perspective, we might have to go for higher radi radiation uh, strength, which means we'll have to test them with a 6 MV, which is something what we are planning to look forward to. And we'll be testing them in, in higher radiation doses. And you can say uh, your gold nanoparticles can behave like a radio synthesizer. Yes, um, so gold itself is a high molecular weight metal, mm -hmm. which can um, improve the radiation and it can, it can bring forth radiation yes. enhancement. Yes. And um, therefore it's much preferred over other metals. Okay. I, w I was wondering and curious to know, what's the concentration of the, the gold nanoparticles that have to be in the tumor and behave like a radio synthesizing? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, so previously, people used gold nanoparticles, mm -hmm. and the mechanism was passive tumor targeting, yes. which means gold itself uh, passed through the tumor blood vessels, leaked through the leaky vasculature, reached the tumor cells, and then induced a radiation effect. Yes. So uh, in that concept, it's important that we have a heavy payload of tumor uh, cells being delivered with gold nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. So the, the percentage injected dose or the fraction of uh, gold nanoparticles that reach the tumor is very important. Mm -hmm. than, but in our approach, uh, we, we majorly focus on vasculature, primarily because if you can shut down the vascular supply, you can, you can, affect, uh, you can uh, induce damage to a multitude of cells yes. which is being supplied by this blood vessel. So uh, in this case, we probably might not need so high concentration as much we, as we need for doing tumor yes. cellular targeting, yes. but we definitely need um, optimum amounts across the endothelial walls. Mm -hmm. So the dose that we use is way lesser compared to the previous uh, repeated, uh, like report on mm -hmm. dose on tumor cell targeting, um, which is like 1.2 milligram per gram. Yes. 
and therefore we avoid high toxicities. Okay. And when you damage the vascularization, mm -hmm. you reduce the oxygen's flow. Right. You might be create hypoxic area in your tumor. Right. How can you explain this? Uh, uh, that's a very good mm -hmm. question. That's a major challenge mm -hmm. um, in vascular disruption. It might cause hypoxia, mm -hmm. uh, which is anyways innate. Mm -hmm. But um, how much the, uh, this hypoxia will affect other therapies, that's the main right. thing. And how much it will affect chemotherapies, which will be administered along with this. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a major question. And one of the projects that we are working on currently is to understand how much is the hypoxic change pre and post vascular disruption. But uh, certainly, that's the main downside. Mm -hmm. um, if it cannot be like solved, if it cannot be like combated with our methods. Yes. Right. So this is your going to be your developed future. Exactly. Research. That's that's a parallel project that we are starting to work on, like yes. to understand how much it contributes to increasing hypoxia, okay. or in a way it might be also helpful, mm -hmm. in the sense that these hypoxic cells might turn completely necrotic, yeah. and and eventually, but it depends on the heterogeneity of the tumor, mm -hmm. and it's highly dependent on the tumor model that we look for. So what what type of tumor that you are working on now? Right. So this um, is a question. Yes. Very good question. Um, so I work on pancreatic tumor model. Mm -hmm. uh, why I chose this model is simply because, um, unlike other tumor models, mm -hmm. uh, if we inject gold nanoparticles, um, which usually leaks through the blood vessels and go to the tumor cells, yes. uh, in pancreatic tumor model, they have very dense extracellular matrix, mm -hmm. which means these particles, even if they diffuse, they are not farther be beyond the tumor blood vessels, mm -hmm. but they are more or less concentrated on the endothelial walls which is actually a boon for our therapy because in that case, we would anyways mm -hmm. uh, irradiate them and damage the vasculature. So pancreatic tumor model is, is an otherwise notorious model where uh, this therapy could be a very, a very good advantage. Mm -hmm. And you think this can be like future close to the clinical trials? Oh yes, um, we are primarily testing on um, a 6 mb beam yes. and if, if that shows um, very promising results, we'll, uh, we'll certainly work towards its clinical um, translation possibilities. So very good. So I have a little bit concern about imaging mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. So you, you did a lot of work, very great work in imaging using right. nanotechnology. Right. Can you comment and or give us some, uh, you know, like information about using nanotechnology in imaging world? Yes. Right, right. So nanotechnology is a very good platform mm -hmm. to have um, imaging mm -hmm. and radiation mm -hmm. to be performed at the same time. Um, unlike in injecting an imaging agent and doing it imaging separately, we could use a single agent and we can induce a radiation effect and at mm -hmm. the same time visualize them. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the projects that, that's going on in our lab is, is mainly focusing on uh, how we can use these kind of dual systems which can induce radiation and which, which can be used for imaging mm -hmm. and uh, how we can look into them. So these are okay. the novel thermostic models that we are tr trying to look into. So um, um, the agents, if what we inject, if they can give a contrast in an imaging modality, mm -hmm. then we can really see them uh, as we induce the radiation. Um, so we are looking into uh, several gadolinium-based um, uh, nanoparticles, okay. which can bring radiation and which can also be done, which can be used to perform imaging at the same time, okay. um, so that it can be like a theranostic model, yes. which can be used for okay. um, theranostic applications. Very interesting. And if you can say us a, bit, a little bit again about uh, 
the application of your your research in other field like I, I will repeat this question because like because in this meeting we have we have many people from different fields right. such as from immunotherapy from people from the space radiation right. can nanotechnology develop or apply to the other field right Please. it has a great amount of um, influence on other fields. Mm -hmm. um, primarily, immunology is a, is a developing field with respect to this aspect. Mm -hmm. So um, if you look into what happens after tumor vascular disruption, mm -hmm. um, that like with respect to what will happen with respect to the immune system, mm -hmm. how will the immune system react with respect to tumor vascular disruption, um, that will give us more information how we can use immune system to act against the tumor Mm -hmm. um, using tumor vascular disruption. So that's certainly a very interesting uh, field. Mm -hmm. And one of the other thing which we might uh, be interested in is like to understand how much mm -hmm. uh, we can use this uh, strategy to overcome multi-drug persistence in tumors. Mm -hmm. So multi-drug persistence is predominantly a surface characteristic of the tumor cell. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is a mechanical uh, application of radiation so there, are, there might be ways by which we can overcome multi-drug resistance using gold nanoparticles and radiation therapy. That's something we are looking into. Okay. You work now mostly in preclinical? Right. You, okay. You use the mouse model? Yes. Uh, we test them in different pancreatic models. Yes. What would autotopic, be further... Autotopic implantation of the tumor cell um, into the, the, the pancreas? To start with, we actually look into uh, subcutaneous models. Okay. Um, simply because uh, we wanted to prove the concept oh. that we can induce tumor vascular disruption upon okay. radiation using gold nanoparticles. Okay. And now that we have seen it doing the like disruption, we we plan to lo look into other tumor models, yeah. autotopic and autotopic. several other mm -hmm. um, re clinically relevant tumor models. Very nice. Yes. Um, if you want to challenge yourself in the future, not like not your planned future developing research, but if you want to challenge yourself in research, radiation research field, what what the subject that you want to challenge, what you want to, you know, like uh, progress or do some difference or try to find a solution. Right. Um, I'm very much interested in uh, knowing um, how radiation. Uh, by itself can be a, um, a monotherapy and how it can also trigger other things like, uh, for example, using a nanoparticle platform to do radiation at the same time to do chemotherapy by delivering drugs on the same platform, which means we can induce a damage. We can also facilitate these endothelial damage to bring in more drugs to the tumor. So this is kind of a, a synergistic approach. And that's what I like to see more in the coming days. Okay. Expanding on it, like we have more um, drug delivery plus radiation happening with this nanotechnology platform. So could you please tell us uh, how you, how you um, take the advantage of or benefits of take, uh, attending this uh, radiation research meeting? Okay. This, uh, this meeting was a great platform in the sense that I, I was able to meet people from different diverse backgrounds. Yes who are still working with radiation, but they also have something else on their side, like an imaging mm -hmm. or some kind of immunotherapy. So this was great in the sense that when we discussed with them, it just gave a lot of ideas as to how to do a particular thing. I've, I've had a chance to meet several people during my poster session, 
and uh, discuss with them several possibilities of tracing the damage, the vascular damage that we induce. Uh, many of them gave great ideas, yes. and that's uh, particu particularly very interesting um, in this research uh, conference. Yes. So I would like to thank uh, Dr. Sijun Mon Konjachan very much for your time and very great knowledge in the field that you have been working on, and very interesting clinical study that can translate from preclinicals into the clinical world, and is very important for us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.